Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on this journey from consciousness to cluelessness and back around again. Today on the podcast, I get to talk to Kara, aka The Grateful Girl. Kara is a vegan food blogger, a recipe developer, an ethical traveler, a social justice advocate, and a budding astrologist, which we will get more into in this episode. What I love about Kara is how she uses her platform to spread this positivity and this light energy while talking about all these really important topics. I can't wait for you to hear it. Enjoy! And using some morning time on this weekend to chat with me. The first question I really love asking people, the podcast is called Consciously Clueless. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and that came from this place of me wanting to explore that feeling of like, oh man, I've like, I've arrived. I'm so conscious. I get it. I understand the world. And then those moments where it feels like five seconds later, you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm so clueless. (laughs) And like everything that comes in between Um, and just being really honest about that. So I like asking people when we start the interviews, where do you feel like you're on that spectrum of consciousness and cluelessness? Maybe today, maybe in this moment. Yeah, that's a great question. And I love the idea behind consciously clueless because it's so true. It's like you are, you know, one day you're like, I have it all figured out. And then the next day you're like, I am barely surviving. (laughs) I know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I feel like 2020 has definitely been like that for me. Like it's Mm -hmm. been like a roller coaster of emotions, ups Mm -hmm. and downs. Um, You know, what I thought I had all figured out in February is so different than what I have now. What's February? (laughs) When was that? I have no idea. I look at pictures like post COVID and I'm like, who is that person? (laughs) Because it's totally not me anymore. Um, I've been feeling like this huge, like spiritual awakening and this Mm. huge shift. And I think so many people are feeling that way, right? Like, um, everything that's happened this year with COVID, the political environment, and also, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, like we're just, we're seeing this huge shift in the collective and, you know, I think we're moving into a better world, but I think Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that, um, you know, we've got to go through the labor pains first, right. To get to this better world that we want to create of more equality, um, for people, um, and opportunities for people as well. And, um, so for me, it's like every day is so different, you know, depending on like what the, (laughs) what the mood is that day. Some days I'm like, I've got it all figured out. I know exactly the route I need to take. I know exactly what I need to do and then there's some days where I'm just like what is my life's purpose like what am I supposed to be doing and honestly that's like that's been the question I've been asking myself all year this year has been like what is my life's purpose um Mm. because I think prior to COVID I was really I mean I've always been you know, doing my blog, but I feel like it was for different reasons, right? I feel like before COVID, it was like, how do I, you know, how do I grow my following? And like, just very like artificial. And Mm -hmm. lately, this shift has really started like, showing me of, you know, what can I, what can I do with my blog? Who can I impact? How can I help? How can I be of service? You know, so a very different shift as to what I was thinking 
before at the beginning of the year. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. It's just it's like this roller coaster of emotions of, um, you know, it's like it, 2020 has been that roller coaster of you are about to, you know, go over this hump and you're scared yes. and you're like, oh my God, like the drop is coming. But like, yes. as soon as you go down that drop, you're like, I've grown so much from this. Um, and it's almost like this adrenaline rush of like, okay, there's, there's another one coming. <laughs> I love you identifying the difference in like, how you're approaching your blog, let's say. So it's, you're doing the same thing, but where you're coming from is different. I totally relate to that. When I was starting to try and grow this kind of platform, I had all these apps who would be like, this person unfollowed you and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, all the, like the business stuff that you yes. are recommended to do. <laughs> and it was so overwhelming. And also I realized most of the time I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, okay, fine. But I was obsessed with looking at it because I was like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. And it just wasn't fun. Yeah. I so I totally agree with that. Yeah. I had all of those, those same tools, right? Like the, you know, oh, you know, you can um, improve your following count if you unfollow these people or, you know, like followed you. And I think we're moving into this, um, which I love uh, also too, is like just thinking more consciously. I think we're going to move into more of a realm of conscious creation. um, I think moving forward, I don't think that it is going to be a lot about your following or your likes. And I did a, um, a video just recently about hitting um, 10,000 followers on Instagram. And it's been something I've been working towards for three years. And then I got to it and I said, yeah, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you think like, okay, perfect. Like I, I can check that box off my goal list. But what it taught me was so much more than what I thought it would. And it was truly about like, how do I be a conscious creator mm-hmm. not about the following? But I think that we're going to start seeing that a lot more. I think people are going to start to, I think also with the way um, algorithms are now like on TikTok and Instagram with the reels, yes. like your content can actually start reaching people more who don't follow you and that's so great (laughs) yes it's so cool do you follow natalie bright no any chance no definitely check her out i interviewed her a few episodes ago and she is a conscious business coach oh i love that and it's it was so cool talking to her and her talking about this you know this paradigm shift that you kind of just identified that's happening in business whether it's a small business whether it's health coaching or whether it's um she was working with like a law firm Oh, wow. About creating more consciousness in the work you do and that approach. It was so everything she said, I was just like, yes, (laughs) yes. Okay. That's what I need. That's what I want. And it is, it's that mind shift, you know, for sure. So you said this year, um, you've had this kind of like spiritual awakening. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I'm so curious. Cause that's one of the things you list in your bio, right. Is spirituality. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's not a lot. I think, I think there's more people that are going to start talking about this more and Mm -hmm. more, especially after this year, but you know, I've always been a very spiritual person. My family was Catholic. Um, I say was, cause they're not really like <laughs> devout or like <laughs> practicing Catholics. Um, but my parents were always very open-minded. Um, and I was always very curious, um, as to like, I just loved learning about different religions all mm-hmm. the time. And I felt, um, I call myself, uh, from the book, eat, pray, love. She calls herself, she's a cherry picker, right? Like she just cherry picks from any religion and, you know, whatever works for her is something that 
that she can practice in her life, but she doesn't necessarily identify to any particular religion. And so that's just kind of how my parents like brought us up. It was like, Hey, like, you know, explore all different options and be open-minded and to be accepting of everybody. And Mm -hmm. so I've always been a spiritual person, but this year like opened up the door. This is something I had never experienced in my life. I um, love that. Yeah, back in May. So my birthday was June 4th. So back in May, um, I just, I, I felt so sick. Like it was the mm. weirdest feeling. I felt so tired. I felt sick. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to post anything on Instagram. Like I, I just, I don't know. I was just going through something like really dark almost. Um, but it wasn't as if like I... I was sad or anything, I guess. It was just like this weird feeling that had come over me. And, um, I had this, I had this, um, dream about my grandmother who passed away about 10 years ago. And she is still to this day, my guardian angel. And Mm. I had this dream and she was not religious either. And she came to me in a dream and she told me, she said, we were walking through fire and I asked her, I said, is this hell? And she goes, no, this is earth. And I remember asking her like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was crazy. And I just remember like looking at her like uh <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> this is our more yeah. grandma and um she said and I remember she looked at me and she said don't worry uh, you'll be protected I'll protect you and uh, you need to just be on the lookout for signs like l- watch the signs listen to yourself you know that's that that is your spirit guides coming through and she also told me she said have you ever looked up the the rapture and I remember like waking up out of this on my sleep going like, okay, I have never opened a Bible in my life, but I just need to open this up and figure out like what she meant by this. And sure enough, um, there is, there's a quote in this part of the rapture, I guess, that states, um, those who will be left in the Lord for um, forever in the air. I'm not quoting it correctly, obviously, but um, the the word air meant a lot to me because um, what a lot of people don't know is that the Bible actually has a lot of references to astrology. Um, and what we're, what we're happening, what's happening right now is we're leaving the age of Pisces, which is, um, you know, a water sign and we're leaving to Aquarius, which is an air sign, which is Mm -hmm. so crazy. And this is something that I was like, this is what she wanted me to know. And so I started diving deeper into astrology. Um, I had a couple of readings with some astrologers and it brought me so much peace to know Mm. that like, I was, going crazy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so now, and really, I just, I study a lot of astrology. It's something that I'd like to start doing more of, um, mm-hmm. and even like offering like certain forecasts and things like that later on down the road. But, um, it's given me a lot of peace in this really hectic time. Um, and honestly, I think that's why my TikTok account has been so popular, um, because I talked about this exact same thing and people really, um, people, it gave, it gave people a lot of peace, you know, knowing that, Hey, the old and the new world, we're going to exist for a bit, you know, and there's going to be some push and pull, but eventually we're going to move into this, this new era of this Aquarian energy, which is all about freedom and equality and treating people kindly, you know? So, um, so I'm excited, but there's going to be some, (laughs) some bumpiness along the road, as we've seen this, this week, it's been a crazy week. (laughs) I am. My head is spinning because I'm relating to so much of what you're saying. Are you a Gemini? 
I am. I am. Yeah. I am a Gemini. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. And I'm a Pisces. And um, so I feel it all. <laughs> like, yes. You're so intuitive. Pisces are so experienced like extremely intuitive and very um just like aware empathetic yeah so you're feeling this the shift for sure <laughs> yeah and sometimes it's overwhelming but once I learned about that it brought me peace mm. in the sense that I've always been a really emotional person whether it's good or bad and I <laughs> like happy sad you know just like I'm I'm emotional and that sometimes felt like this weakness you know, cause I want to be a strong yeah. independent woman and I'm not, I'm not trying to show my weakness <laughs> and then to realize like, oh, that's just a part of who you are. That's just a part of how you walk through the world. Yeah. It can be a strength. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm emotional. I care about these things, but sometimes it's really overwhelming. Cause I can just oh. like feel Yes. I, and that was something I learned about myself as well, too, going through um, some of these astrology readings was um, I had no idea what a sun, moon or rising meant. I found out that I was a Pisces moon, which made so much sense mm. as to why I was so empathetic and just very, um, you know, I, I'm able to pick up on, you know, the the feelings of others very easily. Yes, you are. Um, and it made so much sense as to why I became vegan because I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> right? this is like my empathy, you know, my empathy and being able to put myself into someone else's shoes and, and live their experience almost um, made so much sense after learning that. So I, I, what I love about astrology is I tell people like, look, you're not necessarily going to be able to predict what's going to happen like to the T, but what it does give you is imagine yourself going on a road trip, right? You're going to turn your navigation on. That doesn't necessarily give you a picture of exactly everything you're going to see along the way. It just gives you a route, right? And so that's what I look at it as like, okay, if I can look at, you know, what's, what's going to happen for the month of October, we know that October astrologically is going to be a really hectic month. So for me, I've been thinking to myself, okay, let me limit the plans I have. (laughs) Let me not commit myself to so much and let me start going going more inward, um, you know, thinking, um, reaching out to certain people, you know, so that's really helped me. So I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen in October for myself individually or for us collectively, but I do know it's going to be hectic. And what are some of the coping mechanisms, tools, and resources I can provide for myself and for Mm -hmm. others (laughs) to get us through this? Yes. Oh my God, girl, you're speaking my language. (laughs) Also, I never, until you just said this, you just like made my, you just blew my mind because until you just said that, I never connected how, be- like, it makes sense that I went vegan yes. and being Pisces, like, <laughs> and all Isn't the things. Incredible? Yes. So I'm sun Pisces, moon is Sagittarius, and I'm a Libra rising. Oh, I love that. So and that makes so much sense too, why you even started, you know, this podcast and, and allowing people to think much deeper at Sag, you know, Sag is always about... <laughs> Let's go deeper. Let's think deeper into this. Let's the philosopher. Yes. Poor, basically like, I'm sorry to everyone I've dated. Cause I'm always like, let's like dig into that a little bit. Like, let's like really analyze why you're upset. Like, I love that. I have done some energy healing work. I found someone and I had that feeling, like you said, of being just peaceful because 
I talked to her and it was the first time that I felt really understood about everything that was going on in my life. Mm. I was having some mental health issues. I went on antidepressants for the first time in my life. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm like scared at how down I am and yeah. you know, everything, but it was such a good, like new world, old world, like Western Eastern. Like it just felt like she could understand that. And I could also supplement it with this. And she asked about, she's like, I don't normally do this, but like, what are all your signs? And I told her, she was like, Oh, <laughs> like this makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you've had a hard, you've had a hard go of it, huh? And I was like, yes, I have. I'm always pulled in so many directions and Pisces are like all the other signs combined. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this makes sense. Everything makes so much sense. I love how you describe that with the GPS though. That is yeah. such a good visual. It's like, yeah, it doesn't, you're not going to see everything on there on the journey. Yeah, exactly. But it's just going to, it's going to help you get to where you need to go. Like what to be on the lookout for, right? Yes. I love this. Okay. Well, let me know when you're ready to do readings and we'll do a live reading on the podcast. Of I can't my, wait. Of my birth chart and whatever else you want to do. I'm so, that's so funny you said that because maybe I'm, my manifesting skills are getting better and better because I just recently was like, I want to find someone who would like do a reading on the podcast. That oh, would that's be amazing. so cool. That would be really fun. So you let me know. Yes. I, I plan to study astrology next year, like going like full in depth into it and like actually taking some courses and things. Oh, um, cool. I always joke with my partner. I'm like, I want our kids to like come home one day and be like, Hey, my mom can read your birth chart. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I've seen some funny things on social media. Like when you follow some of those astrology accounts, like yeah. instead of having a gender reveal, you have like a sign reveal, like when they're due, like it's a Pisces. Like, oh like, my God. I love that. That's amazing. Like what a fun party. And I'm like, Oh, you could just like decorate and I love fish. that. <laughs> yes. Um, so speaking of vegan, tell me about that journey. How did you yeah. become vegan? Where did that start? Oh my gosh. So it was, I feel like I had the full like worldwide vegan when I first went vegan. Um, and the reason I say that is because everybody's vegan for different reasons. Right. Right. And so, um, I first watched what the health on Netflix as many people will do in their vegan journey. So I watched what the health and I first went vegan for health reasons. Um, and so Same. I look back on that thinking like, okay, I went vegan for selfish reasons, essentially. Like I went vegan because I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is it doing to my body? <laughs> and I, ended up going through my fridge and my pantry and I took everything out that was like high fructose corn syrup, meat, yes. dairy products. Like I just like, I took it all out. And then I was like, I threw, I literally remember throwing it all away in the trash and then going, well, what do I eat? Yeah. Like <laughs> I, was, oh, I didn't I'm know hungry. what I was supposed to eat. <laughs> like, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> so I started like going on Google, like researching what I was able to eat as a vegan. And, um, so I did that for probably about a week. Um, and <laughs> then I ended up going out and I was like, oh my gosh, I just really want some chips and queso so bad. And so queso is what <laughs> broke my <laughs> vegan journey at first. 
<laughs> and then after that, um, I decided, you know what, well, why don't I try being like a, a mix of pescatarian vegetarian mm-hmm. and that to this day, I honestly recommend to anybody who's looking to do a, you know, an easy transition yes. because it really helped me. Like when I was going out with friends, I'd go look at the menu first or, you know, yep. just like you're teaching yourself how to eat again. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people do it overnight. They don't know what to eat. They don't know how much they should eat. And then they become sick thinking that, oh, being vegan made me sick. But it's just like, no, you just, you weren't really eating what you needed to eat. Um, And everybody's different. Everybody's body is different. So it's like, give yourself some time. I was, Mm -hmm. I was vegetarian, pescatarian for about six to nine months. Mm -hmm. Um, But in that time, it allowed me to teach myself what I like to eat again and what I could eat. And then I also like, just, I was just, looking at so many documentaries and articles and reading books. And I just like, it was this like plunge of information. Um, and that's Gemini as well. <laughs> like I know I was like, Gemini, like. <laughs> and, um, so, so yeah, so I just did like a huge, like purge of information. Um, I learned more about how animal agriculture impacts the planet. And that was really the shift of, I, I, I stopped, um, eating fish at that point. I said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be vegetarian. Um, but then I, once I started learning about the effects on the planet, I started stumbling upon more ethical documentaries. And, yeah. um, it was a, uh, I remember I was sitting at a, uh, sitting in a drive-thru ordering food for myself and I was listening to a sustainability podcast podcast and she had a um uh, animal rights activist on the podcast and she Mm. talked about the egg and dairy industry and I remember I threw the food away and I said I'm going vegan (laughs) and I it it was just when she explained what the dairy and the and the egg industry were you know you always think well you're not eating the animal so how could you hurt the animal but these are some of the most cruelest practices um, even aside from just the, the slaughterhouses, I mean, these mm-hmm. animals spend ser- a servitude, right, in, in captivity, and they never get to see the sun, you know, fill the grass, right? Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I, I, I watched so many documentaries, uh, seeing, seeing the way that we have treated animals, I knew that energy is reciprocal, you know, like it's, it's cycled, recycled energy, and I just didn't want to be a part of that anymore. I told myself, I no longer want to be the monster who inflicts the pain upon someone else. Monster. Ooh, that that's literally what I saw in these animals was I saw the anxiety and the fear and the panic in their eyes. And I remember like, I, I could think of that as, you know, something that I had experienced in my own life, Mm. you know, having a lot of troubles with anxiety and depression. And I just, you know, you know how debilitating that can feel. And just like, you just feel so helpless. And I thought to myself, I could never, I would never wish that upon anybody, not even my worst enemy. (laughs) Yeah. That's such a, that empathy, Pisces moon, that empathy (laughs) is such a big piece of it. I feel like such a kindred spirit with you are like your journey too. And you were like, oh, well, first of all, it was selfish. I was like, same like health. I went like lactose, I was lactose intolerant. So it was like cutting out dairy. And then I was like, well, I can't get about fish. I was pescatarian. And then like it slowly just kind of stumbled down that hill of being like, yeah, I can't do any of it. And then it was the animal agriculture and the environmental stuff that I was like, oh, this is bigger than me. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You're totally right. You come to this realization of it's, it's bigger than me. 
and you see like, okay, I, I'm just one piece of the puzzle. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Do you, did you go through, um, and I'll use air quotes for anyone listening here, the angry vegan phase. Do you feel like you hit that? I did. I did. I definitely went through the angry vegan phase. That was like the first like few months of me being vegan. I don't know if I was necessarily angry, but I was really emotional. Like anything Mm. I saw, I mean, if I saw a piece of like ham on a sandwich, I was like bawling my eyes out. Um, I was just very, very emotional. Everything triggered me. And it honestly wasn't until I would say like, it took me almost about six to nine months to really kind of learn how to manage this because I had to learn, okay, I am vegan in a non-vegan world. That doesn't mean that we can't get to that place one day, but I'm vegan in a non-vegan world. And I had to start putting myself into the, my, into the, the mindset of how would I have wanted someone to talk to me before I realized all of this. And that (laughs) was what I started leading with, with my blog, with my family members, with my friends. And to this day, so many of my friends are like, yeah, I was really nervous when you went vegan because I didn't know if (laughs) we were going to be able to stay friends, but like you, you know, you really remained like, so like kind about everything. And like, I, you don't make me feel bad when I order meat at a restaurant and we're going out to eat or things like that, you know? And I'm like, yeah, because everybody's on their own journey. And as a vegan, it can be really hard because you're seeing the plight of animals and you're like, the time is of the essence, right? Like we don't have time to waste and I, I get it. Um, but unfortunately, you know, people are all, everybody is on their own journey and we have to be respectful of that. Right. And also maybe my morals are not the same as somebody else's morals. Maybe they don't feel the same way that I do. And that's totally okay. But I think so many people focus their energy on those people, right. Who are not open-minded, but there's so many people who are truly open-minded, who are willing to learn. It's like, focus your energy on those people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are going to be the people who decide to, you know, who decide to start their journey into, you know, a plant-based life. I've been, have this idea of the angry vegan. I've been, I might like record one of my solo episodes about this or a blog (laughs) or something, because I wish someone would have warned me. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's just so, it's like when you learn about anything, I, I grew up in a very small town and I went to college in Minneapolis. So all of a sudden I was in culture shock, you know, I'm this white girl from Northern Minnesota. And all of a sudden I was just learning all these things and not in a bad way. Just, it was just a lot. It was like, oh, wow, there's so many things I don't know. And then I started in my sociology and women's studies majors that I ended up getting. And my mind was blown. I was like, all these systems are (laughs) fucked. (laughs) Like they're all like, oh my gosh. And you have that feeling where it's like all of a sudden, you're like, well, screw everything because it's, it's all connected and like, it's overwhelming. And I think specifically with veganism that happens and you have to kind of get through that phase, I guess, Mm -hmm. and come back on the other side and be like, right. Okay. What you said, how would I want someone to treat me or talk to me is so important. And that's the point I think I got to, and I've mentioned her in the podcast before, She's going to laugh at me for this, but my best friend from when we were like, we've been best friends since we were seven or something. She went vegan when we were in middle school. Oh, wow. She was way ahead of the curve. Nobody knew what she was doing. Again, Northern Minnesota, right? Like everyone was like, what are you talking about? 
like what are you even talking about and she's such a kind person and never forced any of it on me and I grew up hunting and fishing and doing all those things and she was my best friend and still is and was just like so like let me be on my journey and when that hit me I really had this day where it hit me that I was like oh my gosh I'm judging people in my life for Mm -hmm. not getting on board with me after I've been vegan for five minutes yeah (laughs) and this girl has been my best friend for 20 years waiting for me to wake the hell up and I it it like literally had this day and I texted her and I was like you've been such a good friend oh my gosh that's what I need to do for other people and she was like are you okay (laughs) but that hit me that. that hit me you know like it didn't happen because she was rude and awful and made me feel bad. It just happened because I could ask her questions and, you know, she was really approachable. Exactly. It's all about keeping the door open. Right. And, and allowing people to ask those questions to you. Um, and, and being approachable because so many people, you know, they see when, when they think of vegan, I think that's why so many people are like, oh, I, I don't identify as a vegan. I'm plant-based, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's because there's so much stigma around the vegan word because, you know, all we see about vegans on television is like PETA protests of like <laughs> throwing yeah. like paint on people, right? Yes. Um, so, you know, yes. you see the angry vegan, but I think that's definitely going to change. I think that um, this year specifically, right? Like we've seen um, hiccups with the food supply due to COVID. And I think a lot of people have really been like, okay, well, yeah, it does take, um, it does take a lot of effort (laughs) to consume the animal, right. When we could just actually get, you know, plant-based meats, um, or find these different alternatives that don't take so long to get to us. Right. Um, so I think that we're going to start seeing a lot more people, um, shifting to that. And also as people become more spiritual and shifting their consciousness, um, I think that it's also about um, what type of food do you want to put into your body? Do you want to put low vibrational foods in your body or yes. high vibrational foods into your body? <laughs> and even yeah. as a vegan, that's something that I'm even still learning more how to do is um, I, I eat a lot of like, you know, processed foods, a lot of the plant-based meats out there that are packaged. They have a lot mm-hmm. of sodium in them, right? Like still, even though it's vegan, it's, it's essentially a low vibrational food food, right? Like it's nothing I can grow outside on my own. Um, And so that's been something I've even been starting to shift more into juicing more or just, you Mm. know, incorporating more fruits and veggies into um, my day to day. And I honestly feel so much better. Um, so yeah, and it's it's totally a journey, right? And even within the vegan community, as you yes. know, there yes. are, <laughs> it's like, you've got the health food vegans, you've got the junk food vegans, you know? And, um, and, and still, even within our own community, people are like, why would you eat the, you know, impossible Whopper, you know, it's like, guys, like, I'm just, I'm not eating meat. It's okay. But once again, here you have, even within a group that's on the same side, people asking one group to wake up, right? It's like, everybody's on their own journey. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That, that is fascinating to me. And I was, I, I don't even remember. It was in some vegan Facebook group or something that I was a part of. I actually might've left it because it was just like (laughs) so much to handle, but there was this argument about veganism and being extreme and being not extreme and being hurtful. And someone just wrote this comment about how if we're fighting to be making the world a better place and a peaceful place for animals, 
why are we being so mean to each other? Each other, exactly. And I was like, whoa, that's a really good point. <laughs> like if you have, like there is that extremist, like in any movement or anything. Oh, totally. Right, it happens. But like, they're nicer to the like cow they're saving than the people that are trying to ask them questions. And I was like, yes. I can't handle this group anymore. <laughs> yes, I've even been shocked. I mean, we're, we're filming this in October. It's October, early October. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have seen so many people who are vegans who preach compassion and are literally wishing the death of the president. It's like, guys, we cannot <laughs> say that we are compassionate people, like compassionate Compassion is not compassion to some. <laughs> compassion mm-hmm. is compassion to all, no matter what. And it is a very difficult thing. Trust me. <laughs> it's a very yeah, difficult thing. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but and it's it's it has to be totally unwavering. Like you have to be able to extend that compassion to anybody and everybody, even if you don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And I think that that is really really, whether you're vegan or not, a really hard thing to grapple with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've worked as an advocate for survivors of, um, sexual assault and dating violence. Oh, and, wow. and that work is, um, actually one of the reasons I, I think now that I look back that it was really hard for me is because I'm so empathetic and mm-hmm. <laughs> feel like I was in, um, secondary survivor with every story. Yeah. Um, so I like, have shifted how I do healing work, you know, like that felt healing, but now I can do yoga and health coaching and that can be healing, but it's, it's different. But anyway, um, I think that I've been most impressed and inspired by the people who have been abused and traumatized, but still can have compassion and still, and still can move through the world with that feeling of empathy and understand human nature. And I'm not saying excuse their abusers or any of that, but just like to move through the world and to like let that go or to do their own healing that doesn't involve like sticking pins in a voodoo doll. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever, although that does kind of of sound healing. But I just, that has been... um, a source of inspiration for me, for sure, on how to yeah. remember to have compassion because, you know, that's brutal. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, that's so interesting that you said that because that's to me is like a full circle moment. Um, You know, I had this whole journey, but I truly believe that it was my dog that that really allowed me to make the connection. Like I had, I had all mm. the information, right. But just because mm-hmm. you, you have the information doesn't mean you make the connection. Yep. And I found him, he's, he's a huge pit bull. I had never mm. had a pit bull in my life. I'd always had really small tiny dogs and I found him on, um, on accident. I took the wrong turn on my way to go see my parents to Houston. Okay, wrong turn. Yeah. Yeah. I took right. a wrong turn. Um, and I, I was like on autopilot and I was like, Oh gosh, like I, I was supposed to be going this way and I meant to take this route. And so mm-hmm. I turned on my GPS and it took me a different way to get to my parents' house in Houston. And so it took me down all these country dirt back roads. And, um, I saw, this thing in the, in the middle of the road. And 
um, it was him. He was laying down. Um, shortly after I rescued him, I was able to learn from the neighbor that was out there said, hey, he's been out here for at least a week, I know. Um, and we've called animal control a couple of times. Nobody's been able to catch him, which is kind of funny because all he does is sleep now. So I'm like, I don't know how they didn't catch him. Um, <laughs> but I, I stayed with him for like 45 minutes because I didn't know if he was aggressive or not. And he's a huge mm -hmm. dog. I didn't know if he was aggressive or not. And I just stayed with him and talked with him and like, you know, just got him used to me. And, um, and, and I, I, I realized that when I took him back home, I set him all up, all his, his crate. I got him everything he needed. And I just, the sadness that was in his eyes. And then, you know, over time, he just, he started to light up. He started sleeping in the mm. bed with me and my partner. Like, you know, he's our baby mm -hmm. now. And I thought to myself, someone left him there and he didn't leave. He didn't leave because he thought that they were going to come back for him. And that's oh. why he was in that spot the whole time. And I thought to myself, if he could forgive and still have the capacity to love us no, like hundred percent, like that, that to me was the turning point of like, wow, like, do we even deserve animals? Because like, look how, look Ooh, how girl, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I know his, his story is so beautiful. I'm actually going to be doing a, a YouTube video all about his story. Perfect. Um, yeah, he, he is such, he's such a, a big, um, a big love bug, but mm. yeah, I, I thought, I thought to myself, that was really one of the things that allowed me to make that connection was, you know, animals, no matter what they, you hear these terrible stories of things that happen to animals and yet they can still go to a family or still live out their life and, and still trust humans. Right. Even though things have, we have done such terrible things to mm -hmm. them, they can still trust us, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's really where I, I made that connection to my compassion. And animals are so much more connected to like the vibrations of the world I think yes. that we tune out and the, we disconnect from as we get older I think we are as children oh um, for sure so much more connected to that but like my one of my parents rescues dogs is a pit bull great dane oh oh my mix. god huge <laughs> yeah I grew up having we had like cocker spaniels and my dad got like hunting dogs sometimes so like little English setters you know and yeah. my mom and my stepdad my mom really wanted to get another dog and she was at the shelter and this, this big lanky goofball who was, who's now like 90 pounds and is a total love bug, like you said, but, um, I was just like, mom, you're what, this is a, this is not a Cocker Spaniel. Um, but he, um, he was, you know, found on the side of the road and he had a gash in his head. So who knows what happened? to him and his yeah. journey and his story but then he just like he loves us you know like uh. he wants to snuggle and he gets protective sometimes and yeah. has some fear of men which don't blame him yeah but um he just like came around and if that can happen and that can that compassion can come through. Like you said, it's just mind blowing to me yeah. that that can, that forgiveness is there. Yeah. And they're so, they're so tuned in. Like my, my grandma, when she was staying with us, um, she has dementia mm -hmm. and, um, she, he, he jumps, he's, he jumps <laughs> a little bit and he's a big dog, Yeah, <laughs> but he would not jump on her. 
Oh, wow. He would sit by her or he would lay under her when she was on the couch or lay next to her and just put his head on her, which was simultaneously the cutest thing I'd ever seen. (laughs) And then I was also like, you little shit, you know exactly what you're doing because you're choosing not to do it with this woman. Like, wait a second. Yeah, you, you do know what you're doing. You do know what you're doing. But like he picked up on that. You know, he, they pick up on stuff and the same, actually the same thing with my grandma, on my other side, my dad's dog, like just sits by her and just doesn't jump or doesn't just like sits and waits for her to pet. And I'm like, God, animals, like we don't deserve them. (laughs) That's so true. I love that. Yeah, they are. They're, they're so much more in tune with the vibrations of people. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, and the same, like you said, like we, we do have that as children. And I think that that's, that was honestly another thing that really woke me up was like, wow, I have always had this compassion. And I, I think of it as, um, you know, the wizard of Oz, right? At the end, she says, you've had the, you've had the power to go back home the whole time. Right. It's just like, you had to go through this journey to realize that. And that's how I felt when I went vegan. I was like, wow, like I've always had this compassion in me as since I was a child and I knew what was right. And I knew what was wrong in my heart, but you know, society told me, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You can do this. You know, it's, you can do this because it's a pig. You can do this because it's a cow. Right. Um, and that, and that really, that's when I found my compassion. I woke up to like, Oh, like they, they all feel pain, right? Like we're yeah. all, we're all <laughs> here on this earth together and we all have to care for one another. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a huge wake, wake up point for me. It's like, Oh, I've had this compassion within me the whole time. <laughs> I love that. Like you're just coming back home to what's been there all along. And it's so crazy that having these conversations, it's getting, you know, different and more mainstream, but it's still kind of like counterculture, which is so fascinating to me how deep that socialization is. I, the interview that came out this week on the podcast is with Sergeant Vegan. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you follow him. I think so. Yeah. That's social media. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He was great. Totally recommend listening to it. Um, what a fascinating human but he is straight edge. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't drink and he's been vegan since 1992. Oh, wow. Which is the year I was born. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. (laughs) So it's like, oh my God, that was a long time ago. ago, Like that vegan options were a little different. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So limited. And we were just saying how wild it is to not drink and to make ethical food choices is like rebellious. Yeah. Like that's how deeply ingrained these things in our society is, is to like choose to abstain from alcohol and to choose to abstain from animal products is like a rebellious act. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's wild when, like I said it out loud in the interview and I was like, oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that so crazy? Yes. So deeply ingrained. Um, so How did you start blogging and getting into producing YouTube videos? Like what made you feel like, oh, I should be producing content around these issues? Yeah. Well, I also think too, it goes back to my sign of being a Gemini, like (laughs) (laughs) communication, right? It's just like in the wheelhouse of a Gemini. 
But before I started um, doing my vegan blog, I I had a blog with one of my friends when I first moved to Austin because the food in Austin was just incredible. The food scene here is amazing. So I was like, oh, I just, I really just wanted an excuse to go eat. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to start a blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and something I had always wanted to like be a blogger. I think it was like growing up as a kid watching like Carrie Bradshaw on Sex and the City. Like I was like, I want to yes. live that life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had a blog in college that was like totally different from this before I was vegan. I was like, I'm a writer, like, yes. just like Carrie, like, I'm like imagining the voice. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> like, yes. Like that's who I thought I was going to grow up to oh, be in my yes. head. And like, maybe in a way I, I have been. Um, but yeah, I, I've always wanted to I grew up also like wanting to be an actress and, you know, mm-hmm. taking acting classes and all of these things. And it was so interesting that when I started creating my blog and and started learning, you know, how to edit for YouTube and filming and all of these different skills, I realized like, wow, my whole life has been actually preparing me for this, right? Like mm-hmm. I, every, every step of the way that I thought, oh, like, okay, I, I tried acting and it didn't work out. Right. Like, but I actually was able to take skills from that and, and put this into my For business, sure. you know? So it's like, there's all these steps you think that are like, like, what am I doing here with my life? Like, this isn't right. bringing me anything, but in, in reality, it truly is right. Like your, mm-hmm. your path is of no accident. <laughs> mm. Um, and so I started my, my blog, um, once I went vegan and my, my passion was really just like, Hey, I'm on this journey. I just want to be able to show other people, um, you know, what they can eat as a vegan. And right. that's really where like my blog really first started was just mm-hmm. all about like recipes and things like that. Um, and then it really started to evolve. I'd say, honestly, last year I have always wanted to travel, but travel vlogging, you know, even like five years ago was like, what? Like you can't yes. make any money doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, there's no way. And I started stumbling upon all these travel vloggers on YouTube and I was obsessed. Like, wow, these people really do this for a living. And as I was watching these travel bloggers, one of the things that really bothered me was every time they would have a food day, right? They would, most of the travel vloggers out there, anytime they go to a destination, they're like, okay, we're going to try all the food at this destination. And they were so animal heavy. And I was like, Mm. they're like, I couldn't find any vegan travel vloggers. (laughs) You're like, guess I better be one. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, you know what? Like, there's really not that many people out there who, and now I've, I've seen more people who are, you Mm -hmm. know, starting to, to feature more vegan items, um, as travel vloggers. But I thought, you know, this would be really cool. Like how, how can I show people not only how they can eat ethically, but how can we travel compassionately as well? And so, yeah, so that's kind of where I started my YouTube was really about, okay, like how can I start traveling? And, um, and then COVID hit, uh, yeah, 2020 hit. I was like, okay, well maybe the universe wants me to wait on that. Yeah. Just Um, pause. Um, but you know what, the the other thing too, about all this travel, the, the travel vlogging, like I said, nothing happens on accident. Um, and so me and my, my partner have been watching these travel vloggers. And so then we started thinking like, okay, well, COVID, but like, how do we, how do we travel? Like we love traveling, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now we're we're in the process of just getting rid of all of our debt. We're going to sell everything next year and we're going to move into an RV and live full time and travel. (laughs) 
Congratulations. Thanks. It's, it's definitely like a huge undertaking, but I know we'll be able to figure it out. So at least by the end of next year, like we will have been able to be out of debt and also be able to get our travel trailer to fix up. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> I'm so excited and not to keep making parallels here, but this year I bought a bus. <laughs> No way. A short, a short oh bus. My not like a not like a big ass. Oh school my bus. gosh, this is sh- so exciting. A short bus because I was like, oh I want to be more mobile. I want to be yeah. able to have freedom. I live in a tiny home, like a, a little cabin. I was like, but what if I could be more mobile? Like what I was like, what if I was a traveling podcaster someday? I love this. And traveled around and like was able to do this more and it could just be from wherever I am. So I'm working to fix up the bus right now. It is a bright ass blue color. I painted it where the flooring is in. I'm working on it. Um, So I also hope to be like mobile and spreading this message next year. Maybe not full time. I am so excited for you. That is going to be so cool. There's this, um, there's this Facebook group. I don't know if you're a part of it, but it's, I want to say it's like vegan van RV schoolie. So it's no. like all these vegans who travel. Yeah. It's a Facebook group. They're super helpful. Um, yeah, that's honestly where I've been learning so much of like, you know, just there's all these little things you don't think about, right? Like, oh Hey, God. make sure like if you're traveling, you have, a, you have enough dog food because the dog food you typically get at one, one city may not be available the city you know little things right Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's really cool it's just all these like this community on facebook of people who are vegan and they live in schoolies and (laughs) rvs or out of their van (laughs) oh my gosh okay i'm gonna definitely have to look that up i might message you later for that because that's amazing i feel like i need to be a part of this group yes oh my gosh we can have a caravan (laughs) through the u.s I or maybe that. just North America. Let's like expand a little bit when we can travel out of the country again. Yes. But I think, but I think we're also going to start seeing a lot more of that as well, too. I think mm. that, um, I think that with travel, like travel is going to be changed forever. Right. Yes. I think a lot of people, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people think that the travel industry is going to bounce back as far as international travel. I don't think it's going to as quick as we had, had originally thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I would totally suggest for people is really look at like domestic travel, right. Yeah. And what's, what's locally around you. Um, what can you drive to? Because I actually work full-time in vacation rentals and I remember remember when COVID hit thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be like devastating for the industry. And while it has been devastating for travel, it actually has been really a great, like COVID actually has surpassed a lot of people's, um, uh, revenue, um, mm-hmm. this year in the vacation rental sector and also, um, in like RVs and camping, um, camper vans, all of those things, yes. like they have gone skyrocket out the roof. And it, we, before we were looking at an RV for this year, um, and we couldn't find one, like they were gone. That's what heard. <laughs> like, Isn't that wild? You've had to like jump on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people are really looking at, okay, like how do we, how do we safely travel and be socially distanced, but, you know, not give that up. Um, so I definitely think that that's where it's going. I think that we'll start to see even more communities that are centered around, um, alternative living, you know, um, communities of people who live in schoolies and tiny homes and things like that. So, um, that's really exciting to see. Yeah. I think that's so fun. And it's so, um, it almost feels like, like I keep coming back to this phrase that you said 
coming home, mm-hmm. it feels like this back to basics. Like yeah. 2020 brought us back to like, we like shed so many layers of like bullshit that we don't need. Yep. I've gotten, like, I've had this urge, especially during Virgo season to like purge. I yes. just was like getting rid of stuff. And I was just like, I don't, where did this mug come from? I don't need this. You know, like I was just like, just, I don't need stuff. I don't want yeah. stuff. I don't want anything extra besides just like what I need. Yeah. Which is so, which is so interesting because it's like the millennial Gen Z generation. We grew up with in the era of consumption, right? Like just and here we are like, I don't want any of this. There's so many people. I, one of my, um, my TikTok videos that went viral was all about, I don't want any more stuff. And so many people had that same realization of like, I don't want any more stuff. I want to be out of debt. I just want to be able to get in a van and go. Yes. <laughs> yes. The freedom of it. Like the, mm-hmm. that possibility of freedom. I went through a 200 hour yoga teacher training a couple oh, wow. of years ago. And that was really my first kind of aha moment as we started going through um, the different limbs and the branches of yoga and more of the, um, more than just the movement and the asana practice. Yeah. And there was this conversation and one of the limbs of yoga and about connection to stuff and connection to things. And I was like, oh my gosh, becoming a yoga instructor made me want to be a minimalist. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I wasn't expecting that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a minimalist. I won't claim that title, but it definitely made me think like, if I have all these things, like what if, if I'm spending my time organizing all this stuff, I'm not really living, you know, like it just totally blew my mind. Yeah. Well, and, and too, I think it makes you, um, I've definitely this year have become much more of a conscious consumer as far yes. as when I purchase something, I think to myself, okay, well now I purchase something. I think to myself, if it, if it doesn't fit in the RV, don't buy it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but also too, I, I recognize now, like I'm the owner of this. Like I am mm. the protector of this, this thing that I'm purchasing. And like, when I'm done with it, um, will I resell it? Will I recycle it? Will I, you know, like I think about the whole lifespan of this one purchase, you know, and that may seem like really weird to some people, like just buy it, you know, but now I really think through it. Like how, how will this break down? Is it biodegradable? Is it (laughs) compostable? You know? Um, because yeah, you are essentially now becoming the owner. You're the parent (laughs) of this thing now. (laughs) Yes. I totally relate. And it makes me appreciate appreciate the things that I bring into my space a lot more too. Like I really, this is so silly. I really wanted new sheets and new bedding. Yeah. I hadn't bought myself new sheets or bedding in years. You know, do you just like, kind of like, because it's not something you think about, right? Whatever, whatever. (laughs) It's like, you spend like a 30 year life in bed. Right. So I was like, I want like really nice stuff. And so I did all this research and, um, it's, I'm notorious for a little too much research when I'm trying to make a decision. Maybe some may, some may say, uh, but I find, I found this company that is sells, you know, more eco-friendly conscious products and from different other companies, kind of this hub made trade, I think. Mm -hmm. And I found these eucalyptus sheets Oh wow! and duvet cover, and they were more expensive than I would normally pay, you know, 
And I finally made the decision to buy them. And literally I have, I'm like such an adult because a purchase hasn't made me this happy in so long. Like it's been like two weeks, I think with these sheets and I do this gratefulness practice every morning where you like write what you're grateful for. And sheets have been on there every morning because I just like wake up and I'm like, I'm living my best life. Like I didn't understand how people could talk about thread count or like the difference in bedding until now I'm a queen. Like (laughs) this is, this is it. I've reached the pinnacle. (laughs) I love that. But you're so right though. Like when you become more conscious of what you're bringing into your home and what you're purchasing, you, you really do appreciate that thing because I think we're, you know, we've been in this society of consume, consume, consume. Mm -hmm. And when we're consuming, you're not necessarily purchasing the best things, right? So people think, oh, it's too expensive, but it's really just about like, okay, if I really want it, then I I need to wait for it. And just being able to wait for it, like you just have that gratitude of, wow, like this is so nice, right? And that's something that I have had a huge problem with my sign is also about being impatient um so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really Mm -hmm. hard for me to like just sit still and be like okay you need to wait for this Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah so definitely I think that that's a total mind shift as well too is like how do you consume consciously (laughs) oh my gosh yeah totally and so one of the um switching topics a little bit one of the things that I think comes along with our conversation in the beginning about conscious business and kind of the shift that's happening is also yeah. not leaving politics or things that are going on in the world at large out of business. So how have you navigated that? Yeah. Like I know that you've been um, really open talking about issues of social justice on your page. And I really appreciate that. And I think it's important because when I first started trying to kind of like create my brand, (laughs) you know, um, I was like, do I talk about all these things I'm passionate about? And, you know, I, I protest every Friday for black lives matter. Like, do I post those pictures or what do I do? And then I was like, but if I don't, it's not authentic. It's not me. That is who I am. So if you want to work with me, that's what you get, but it was, it's kind of split when you read about, you know, if you dive into business stuff, like I did in the beginning and now I'm just like, Oh God, what a waste of time. But, um, you know, like how to like, do I talk about politics in my business? And some people say yes, but a lot of people say no, because it's polarizing or whatever. And I just couldn't do it. So how have you navigated that? Because I think you do it really beautifully. And it's something I appreciate about following you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, um, I think, gosh, and that everything that happened with the Black Lives Matter protests this this year in particular happened right after, you know, George Floyd. And Mm -hmm. that was right in the middle of this like spiritual awakening for me. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like I was feeling this way in the beginning of May just this really like heavy energy on me. And I, I feel like I might have been feeling what was coming um, in the weeks to come. And um, yeah. And I just feel like that was a really hard decision for me as, as much as that's who I am authentically, it was a really hard decision. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because Mm -hmm. yeah, you've, I've taken so much time to build my brand and, you know, the tone and the mood of my, (laughs) my Instagram page, Mm -hmm. right? Like so many hours go into that. And I thought to myself, 
I'm so angry right now. I'm so angry, mm. but I know so many other people are angry as well too. But like, how do I attack this from a place of compassion? Like, how do I give people hope right now? Because this is, this is traumatizing to myself as a black person. It, it was yep. traumatizing for my friends, my family. Um, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't sit by. And I think that that was really a, a huge turning point for just the collective as well. Right. Yeah. Like we'd seen stories like this before, but I mean, this really woke a lot of people up oh and was gosh. like, yeah. Oh my Ooh, gosh. Got, like, yeah. <laughs> yep. And so I, I, started to think to myself, like, how could I integrate this? Because I hadn't talked about social justice before. And I think one of the things that actually happened was I started seeing a lot of um, vegans talk about all lives matter. Right. And I was like, Oh, oh God, Lord, I'm uh, <laughs> maybe that's not, maybe that's not the time guys <laughs> talk oh, about this. I just can't. Um, and so that yeah. And so that, and I, I saw a lot of people attacking vegans for that. And then they were like, oh gosh, like that's not what we meant by it, you know? And I started thinking to myself, yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions in the vegan community um, because I think that there's a lot of vegans out there who do um, speak to minority groups um, and, and state that oppression um, happens when um, we oppress animals, right? Like this is mm -hmm. the gateway to oppressing humans, which I definitely do believe in that. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things I felt that was really disheartening was that, you know, a lot of vegans that I even personally knew were not speaking up during this time. And I, yes. I told myself, I don't want to be that vegan, even though I have built my brand um, around veganism and I haven't talked about social justice, like they're all interconnected. Like this is what yep. we talk about all the time. Like oppression is interconnected. And so I can't sit here and talk about oppressing uh, you know, not oppressing animals when we're seeing oppression happen every day in this country to yep. all types of different groups. Um, and so I started to just speak out and speak up about it. And that honestly was a huge turning point. And it was so funny because I had um, an astrology reading right after that. And he said, um, he said to me, actually, both of them said, you know, you're going to really start helping people wake up from this matrix and start Ooh. to think deeper about, <laughs> about life in general. And, um, and I realized like, okay, yeah, like I made the right decision and saying, mm -hmm. you know what, it's not about, it's not just about your brand. It's about being authentic and being who you are. But once again, we're leaving that old age, right? The old age of, you know, your brand and <laughs> it has yes. to be this way. It has to be structured in that way. And I do feel like, you know, we're going to see more, more authenticity in the space of social media and, and business, right? I think more mm -hmm. businesses are also starting to say, okay, like we have to be authentic. We have to be genuine people. Yes. Branding is beautiful, but people, what people want, they want to connect. And I think yes. that that's what we've learned as well this year, right? So much is virtual and so much is artificial. And we're like, mm -hmm. I just, want, I want to feel the grass. I want, like, I want yes. things that are real. <laughs> yes. I led <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first yoga practice I led after the new year, I gave everyone a piece of paper and I had them write down a word that they wanted to embody for the year. Mm. And I wrote down authenticity. Oh, I love that. And you know, this is, before our world got turned completely upside down. And so I have, I have it like on my desk. Oh, I, love <laughs> like, <that. laughs> I see it every day. And once everything started happening, I was like, I can't look at this word and not talk about how I'm feeling. And yeah. especially as this person was so much privilege, it just, I couldn't, you know, like, I just was like, that's yeah. the problem is that I could mm -hmm. be quiet. 
it would be very easy to be quiet. And now's not the time for easy. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's like, you know, the, the three taboo topics, right. That you never talk about. It's like, you don't talk about racism. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. You don't talk about money. Right. And it's like, all of these things are coming to the surface. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> right now in 2020. Like we can't ignore them. Right. We have to. Um, I think that's why people feel like, oh gosh, like this year has been so chaotic, but it's like, yeah, but all, all that's happening right now is that we are experiencing an unveiling, right? That like yes. all the things that we put underneath, we shoved underneath the rug. We didn't want to acknowledge they're coming up to the surface, but we have to deal with those things in order to get to a better world. So yeah, it's going to be chaotic for a bit and, and people are going to argue more and feel a little bit more frustrated and triggered. Um, but that's okay. We have to start talking about these things, even if they're uncomfortable to move forward. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, I love that. You're giving me so much hope this morning. <laughs> Good, oh, I'm so glad. Gosh. Um, so given all that, um, also I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, <laughs> right? I know, but, I love this. <laughs> but given everything we talked about, all that you're doing in the world, and as someone who's also like just trying to make the world a better place, how do you ground down and take care of yourself in those moments? Like what's your yeah. go-to? Yeah, I honestly, I have practiced meditation before in the past, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really, I wasn't really consistent with it. And I felt like it was really hard to do, especially as someone who, um, as a Gemini, my mind is always like running in like 3000 different (laughs) ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really hard to just like quiet my mind. And um, one of the things that I've been doing more so it has been actually meditation as cliche as it sounds. Um, It's really about for me, like just getting quiet. And even if like nothing comes up in that meditation session, it's just like giving myself um, some time to just like, just be right. Like there's so much. um, I think that's another thing that I've learned about this year. It's like, we were running on 110% grind culture, hustle culture, um, have to be productive all the time. Capitalism. Yes. And I think that so many people feel guilty. Like I certainly do. I feel guilty when I just take out a book to read it and there's no information in there except for me to just have an imagination. Right. Or, um, or even just to like, just to go outside and to just sit and just be. And Mm -hmm. I think that we have to start doing more of that because we have to start understanding ourselves. And, um, there was another podcast that I was listening to recently as well too. And it was all about like being comfortable in your body. Mm. And she said like, well, what do you do for your, your body? And I don't mean working out. Like, how do you like honor your body? Like, do you, do you sit with it outside? Do you meditate? Do you do yoga? Like what, like, what Mm. do you do to like appreciate your body? Right. So that when you're in the bedroom with someone, like you feel beautiful. And I never thought about that, but it's like, yeah, we don't give ourselves enough time to just be with ourselves. And I think that that's why a lot of people also had a really hard time with this year because here we are being asked to go into quarantine and it's like, Oh, I have to be with myself. (laughs) There's some things I don't like about myself. (laughs) And it's really, I think it really put the mirror up to a lot of people. Um, and a lot of people were having to do some shadow work. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, for me, like to just stay really grounded, I do try to meditate as much as possible. And also like I'm in this space of, I used to always like do diet, crazy diets, you know, that never Mm -hmm. worked because I just gave up because they were too hard. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I want to incorporate more like fresh food into my life. Not just because 
I want to lose weight or anything like that. It's just, I, I want to take care of myself. I want to, I want to take that time to chop those vegetables for myself, you right. know, cook those veggies for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's just really all about like giving yourself that time, whatever that is. And I shared a quote the other day on my Instagram and it was about, um, you know, you need to take care of yourself so that you have enough of yourself to give to others as opposed to what's left of yourself. And that really resonated for me a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. When I started my health coaching certification, I was like, yeah, I want to, pe- I want more people to eat plant-based. I want to help them. Cause a lot of people are just like, I don't know where to start. So if yeah. I can be kind of a catalyst, I would love to work with people. And then I also kept coming back to like, the reason I'm doing this is because it wasn't until I was fully taking care of myself that I was ready to take care of the world. Yeah. And so selfishly, I'm like, I just want to prepare all these minions <laughs> to have really good self-care practices and be really helpful so they can change the world with me. Yes. Yes. That's so true. And I, I hope, and I do believe that we'll probably also see that as a shift as well. I think mental health will honestly start yes. to become more forefront into the the picture um, and come into the conversation as well as yep. like self-care. Um, it's very like, it's the very like cliche thing to talk about, but I, I really do think that like a lot of people are struggling right now with this year mm-hmm. um, and just doing whatever that brings you joy. Like, you know, you've got, um, you know, so many people are like, oh, like I should be working out right now. I have more time. It's like, look, if if you eating your favorite food is going to get you through the month of October, do that. Yes. (laughs) Like it's okay. Like whenever you are ready, whenever your soul feels like you are ready to start getting back out there and working out, then do that. But don't feel pressured because of all of these, you know, outside sources telling you that that's what you should be doing. Yes. Oh, that's such a good reminder. Um, Is there anything that you want to share that I haven't given you space to, or I haven't asked about? Oh gosh, you've had so many good questions. There's honestly, I'm like, gosh, I don't even know if there's anything else that I have that I would share. Oh gosh. I would say just like as a, you know, reminder for people this year, for sure, Mm -hmm. is just like, listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen to yourself, listen to what you're, what you need. That's been something that I've been doing a lot more too, is like, what does my body need? Um, Especially for me, I'm, I'm always on the go. I'm always being, putting way too much on my plate than I need to, honestly. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm working on. Um, (laughs) But I've been trying to tell myself, like, listen to your body. Like, if you don't, if you don't feel like being productive today, like just take it easy, you know, Um, when you're hungry, eat. And that can be really hard. I know some people are like, just eat, you know, but (laughs) I'm so busy. Sometimes I don't, I don't stop to just eat, you know? And so I've been just really listening to my body, listening to my intuition, listening to my gut, Mm. you know, how am I feeling about certain things? How do I feel about this person? How do I feel about this deal? You know, and just being really true to yourself. And I think, especially as um, I'm always getting, uh, you know, aspiring bloggers reaching out to me asking, you know, um, about like, how do I work with brands or just anything Mm -hmm. like that. And to me, it's just really about like trusting yourself, um, trusting your intuition 
and, you know, being, being true to who you are. And one of the things I always tell, um, you know, people who are looking to start a blog or a business even mm-hmm. is, um, one of the things I look for in every business is your mission statement. So I, mm-hmm. as a blogger created a mission statement for myself and that really helps me. Like when I get brand deals, I'm like, does this, does this coincide with my mission statement? If it doesn't, yeah. then I just have to respectfully decline that. Um, if I'm posting certain content, I'm like, does this resonate with my mission statement? You know? And so that just kind of helps me stay um, grounded. So, and you can do that for anything. We even have a mission statement for like our wedding, you know, coming up. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, okay, like, are we, we want to work with vendors who are going to use sustainable products or, you know, right. things like that. It's like anything that you do that's important to you. I definitely think like having a mission statement for your life, for your business, um, with your partner, that's so important. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I'm going to create a mission statement for my business. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like core values, you know, it's so important. It just gives you the foundation. Anytime I have gone for an interview at a company, I always ask like, what are your core values? What, are your, what is your mission statement? <laughs> Because no matter how crazy things get at a a company or in your life, it's like you have these as like anchors and pillars to look to, to look to and say, okay, (laughs) what's the goal? (laughs) It's so beautiful. So after listening to this podcast, I know everyone's going to want to connect with you. (laughs) Where can they find you? And I can put everything in the show notes too, but where do you like people to reach out to you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is just at the grateful, at grateful girl, not the grateful girl. Somebody took it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do a lot more spiritual things on TikTok um, on that side. And then I also have my YouTube channel, which is Mm -hmm. the grateful girl. I was able to claim that one. Okay. On um, and, uh, yeah, so those are pretty much all the places. And then my blog is, um, also www.thegratefulgirl.com. And that's where you can find a ton of vegan recipes, plant-based or decadent comfort foods. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much for taking time to chat yes. with me this morning. Thank you. I look forward to continuing to connect with you. And also, um, I look forward to getting my reading from you someday. Yes. I'm so excited. Like that's happening. Like that's that's happening. I can feel that that's happening. It is. <laughs> um thank you again so much really for joining me this morning. I'm so excited to um share this with everyone. Yes. Thank you so much Carly. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I hope you enjoyed listening to Kara and I talk about so many different things. I love all the stories she shared with us. And I really love how she can always bring it back to compassion and understanding for others. It's really beautiful. If you are enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. If you want to help me get it into the ears of more listeners, send it to a friend, share it with a family member, post on social media, and you can go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and you could be read as a review of the week on a Sunday solo episode. Until next time!